Recording in progress. Thank you for being here. I am Carla Hoxima, the Clerk of the Planning Commission, and I would like to call this public hearing of the Planning Commission to order. The first thing I will call the roll. Commissioner Brinson. Here. Commissioner Callahan. Here. Commissioner Lynn. Present. Commissioner Mosier. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Galuska and Vice Chair Wamashonje and Chair Sager are um, not present with um, notice. So um, since both our chair and vice chair are absent, we will elect a chair pro tem for this meeting. And I'm opening up the election for nominations. Nominate Commissioner Callahan, chair pro tem. Okay, we have a nomination for Commissioner Callahan. Any other nominations? No, okay. Um, then I will um, vote and I think we can do a, um, since we don't have anyone online, let's just say all, um, let's see, all in favor, raise your hand. Okay, thank you. All opposed, we don't have any. So uh, Commissioner Callahan, you are our chair pro tem today. And if you wouldn't mind moving to the middle, well, you know what, you're probably close enough. Um, so uh, we have approval of the agenda. Are there any changes to the agenda? Uh, next, we have approval of the minutes from July 6th. Are there any changes to the draft minutes? Uh, next, we have general public comment. Is there anyone signed up for general public comment? There is no one tonight. Thank you. Okay, then tonight's public hearing is regarding the transfer of development rights program co development code amendment. The purpose for the hearing is to obtain public testimony and for the commission to develop a recommendation to forward to the city council on this topic. Once staff has presented, the commission will be given an opportunity to ask clarifying questions. Then a motion must be made and seconded in order to uh, uh, prior to discussion. A mandatory motions may be made after the motion main motion and seconded. Mr. Zaffron. Oh, thank you. And um, Steve Zaffron, senior planner with Shoreline. And this is our third or fourth time discussing transfer of development rights. So uh, we've made it to the public hearing tonight. Um, so just to remind the commission that we're talking about transfer development right or a TDR, which is a unit of development in the urban area um, that is built in the urban area instead of taking up those prime farm and forest lands in our uh, rural counties. And um, the purpose of this program is to further the city's and regional climate goals and to provide funding for public um, infrastructure um, in these more dense urban areas. Um, so why the TDR program? The, the city has um, had goals and policies in the comprehensive plan basically since the incorporation of the city um, in 1995. Land use um, policy number 58 
um, states, the support for regional and state uh, TDR programs uh, where infrastructure is needed um, and where additional density heightened bulk standards can be accommodated. Um, again, also the comprehensive plan looks at regional climate goals, um, wide TDR now with well, the timing of the light rail station sub areas is developing a lot of um, new multifamily units which do need uh, greater parks and public land and infrastructure improvements to accommodate those densities and also development in other key areas of the city like Aurora um, and North City. Um, so what the TDR program is is a set of development code regulations. Um, they describe the incentives. It establishes a TDR uh, price for uh, certain incentives, um, which we'll look at in a minute. And it allows the city to use King County's portion of property taxes to uh, accommodate those um, public, those um, infrastructure improvements. So you've seen this map before. This is the recommended area um, of where the uh, TDR units would apply. Um, moving on to the incentives, um, so that we have height incentives and parking incentives. Um, the height incentives would apply to those R48 neighborhood business, community business, and MUR70 zones uh, within those uh, LIPA areas uh, as described on the map. Also, the incentives for parking would apply for developments within the MUR 45 and MUR 70 zones. Um, as the commission knows, the, the existing development code does have a number of existing incentives already around parking, um, around um, height as well including if you do deep green incentive program, if you uh, retain a certain amount of trees in certain zones, or if you provide ground floor commercial or restaurant ready spaces, those are all ways you can currently um, increase height in, in certain zones. Um, staff presented some options for the commission last meeting, and those would be to recommend council adopt the proposed amendments as written in attachment um, one or attachment A of your staff report. Option two, the, the commission could recommend that council um, not adopt the proposed amendments or uh, the third option being <clears throat> they could revise the proposed amendments um, and then recommend um, approval of those. The commission did um, talk about the proposed height incentives in the R48 zone on the last meeting and um, staff has provided kind of an alternative motion if someone wanted to move that to kind of reflect what your thoughts were um, at that time. Um, at this point, staff is uh, recommending that the, the proposed TDR program be adopted as originally shown in attachment A. Um, and this is just based on this, uh, looking at the consultant's work and what would make the program kind of the, the, the best um, chance of selling the TDR credits. Um, and also staff um, 
is requesting the commission clarify to that are these incentives for the TDR um, can those can be combined with existing um, incentives in the development code as administration of the program um, I think should uh, should be clarified right if we can use these together or should they be separate so if the commission could give staff some direction there we could uh, build that into the recommendation for the council um, so that's really the end of um, my presentation I have um, some motions when you're ready um, to go to read off the screen but um, I think I'll end my presentation now. Thank you. Sorry, are there any clarifying questions anyone wants to ask? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I recommend we, or I recommend the approval I think, of the um, Maybe we, I know we have some audience members who would want it to. Before we make a motion. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Public, public comment. Yeah. Public comment. Okay. So we do have a um, public testimony by, um, sorry, excuse me, Michael Murphy. Um, please. <laughs> please state your city of um, residence and and if you're with a recognized group and then um, three minutes is your time. Very good. Thank you. Um, thank you. Uh, Chair Pro Tem Callahan and commissioners, thanks for um, having us here tonight. Um, my name is Michael Murphy. I live in Seattle um, and I'm here tonight on behalf of King County. I work for the Department of Natural Resources in the Water and Land Resources Division until December of this year I was the TDR program manager. Um, I took a different job and we've, we're sort of now we have new staff filling in but I'm here tonight to speak in favor of pursuing and advancing a TDR agreement or a, a TDR program at Shoreline that would work in concert with King County um, and I've got um, some some points that I'll hit here and I'm happy to answer questions and we're available anytime if you want um, to sort of discuss in more detail um, so first of all thanks for, for having us here tonight um, we have supported King County and Shoreline have been talking about TDR dating back to the zoning changes around the light rail stations. So we've got some history here that um, that we we really want to see TDR advance in partnership with Shoreline and, and King County. Um, TDR is a big part of our strategy at King County to conserve the landscape regionally. We have what's what we call our land conservation initiative where we've identified about 60,000 acres countywide that we want to see permanently protected for forests, farms, river valleys, parks for people, urban areas, um, rural areas, all of the above. We want to permanently protect those lands with a lot of climate benefits, water quality benefits, environmental benefits and such. And when we do that, we want to make sure we don't lose housing supply. So TDR lets us do that by capturing that density or the development potential and creating a commodity out of it and, and um, trading it through space and time. So it's a a tool that really helps us advance regional conservation. I think you all get that. Um, it's very important for TDR to have partnerships with cities where we want growth to occur 
and growth to be focused, especially around transit areas. Um, and those, the, the agreements with cities really drive demand for TDR, which kind of keeps the, the revolution going where TDRs are purchased, revenue comes in, we can then use it to protect more land, and we focus the growth where we want to, um, want to see it regionally. We can set this up so it benefits all, all parties, the city through the infrastructure money that gets shared, the county, conservation money comes in the door, the developers because they get incentives to, um, that, that help their bottom lines. We've seen that in other city agreements that we've had. So it really is a system that can benefit all of the parties. Um, the, and, and the code changes before you now, the proposed code changes, they set up that mutually beneficial partnership that, that would help. Um, and, and our assessment of the proposed code changes is it really maximizes the benefit to the city in terms of utilizing the, the programs that exist the landscape conservation and local infrastructure program to maximize benefit to the city in, in the ways that infrastructure uh, support for infrastructure can flow flow to the city. Um, it is a complex program. We don't <laughs> uh, shy away from from that, or uh, we definitely recognize that. But we're here to help. Um, we are are happy to answer questions um, whenever called upon. Um, we've got several experts at King County now that are that are sort of. Um, waiting to help however we can um, and um, we're we're good with the proposed amendments that are um, sort of outlined in, in what you're looking at tonight so I think um, together um, we can get through this and I'm, I'm happy to answer questions I've got a colleague here tonight who is um, actually more expert than I am in a lot of this stuff so if you have detailed questions we're happy to take them I've probably violated my three-minute time limit, but <laughs> that's all I have to say. Thank you so much for having us here. Thank you very much. Um, is there anyone else for public comment? Yes, I have a couple of online people. And so I will start with, um, sorry. Christy England. Miss England, you are uh, unmuted. Hello, thank you so much. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, we can hear you. Hi, um, my name is Christy England and I'm the Chief Governance and Policy and Innovations Officer at Forterra. Um, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to comment on the proposed draft amendments to the development code that would create a development of rights, the, the TDR program here. Um, Forterra has been part of the TDR discussion in Shoreline since the beginning and has helped the city to really take a thoughtful approach in evaluating and designing a program that serves the interests of residents, businesses, and the environment. Staff has done a has done great work preparing a draft code chapter that creates a simple and clear TDR mechanism informed by a market analysis that was done by um, Echo Northwest. We're confident that this framework will provide a meaningful incentive to developers to use TDR and a straightforward process um, for the city to use as well. 
By adopting these codes amendments, the city will be positioned um, to join the regional TDR program referenced in the staff report, LCLIP, um, and Mr. Murphy spoke about that as well. This tool will generate flexible new funding to help pay for infrastructure already identified in the capital facilities plan. And the amendments in this draft incorporate council direction for wanting to use TDR in a way that maximize the benefit to the city and reflects Shoreline's policy goals for growth and conservation. The analysis and technical work needed to adopt and implement this program has been largely completed. Forterra, Echo Northwest, and King County have worked closely with the city to put all of these pieces in place for the program to succeed. Uh, expanded use of TDR across the region is core to our mission, and Forterra remains committed to supporting the city's efforts to pursue the use of this tool to achieve growth that is sustainable, affordable, and creates additional benefits for the community through the conservation of farms, forests that are essential to our health and climate resilience. We strongly encourage the Planning Commission to endorse these amendments, either in their current form or revised as described in option three. These revisions included in the packet are consistent with the recommendations of the city's feasibility study for this program. I really appreciate you taking the time to um, to review this matter and appreciate your consideration of our input. Thank you so much. Thank you. Our next speaker is Tom McCormick. Mr. McCormick, you are unmuted. Hello, commissioners. I ask that you not rubber stamp what you are hearing from city staff and consultants. You have an important role tonight. Admittedly, a TDR program is a great thing for the county in that it helps the county achieve its goal of limiting development in rural areas and concentrating it in urban areas. And I think we can all agree that is a good thing, but it is not an appropriate thing now for the city. The city should not adopt this TDR program unless and until it becomes clear that the city needs a way to further incentivize developers to build more units to meet our 2044 Growth Management Act housing target. Now is just not the time. By April 2044 to meet our target, we need to add about 13,000 housing units to the city's April 2020 inventory of roughly 24,000 housing units. And if you count all the projects completed since April 2020, plus those under construction, just look around, there's tons of construction, plus ones in the pipeline, that is permits issued or applied for, plus expected applications based on historical trends, the city is on pace to easily, very easily meet its 2044 housing targets many years ahead of schedule. The planner that you heard from tonight, Steve, has uh, uh, we've gone back and forth on this and he's aware of, of the data and the numbers. You could ask him about this. So now the city is considering adopting the TDR program largely as a means of incentivizing developers to build housing units in the city. We must ask ourselves what's in it for the city. We know what's in it for the county, what's in it for the city. It's to incentivize developers to build housing units. And we're giving something away to developers here, additional building heights and so on. 
we don't need the housing units. I've already mentioned that. Well, there's a side benefit. The city gets a small portion of property taxes that King County would otherwise get, perhaps around 200 to 500,000 per year for 20 years, which is an insignificant amount compared to the city's annual budget of around 160 million. You know, the consultant report, report talks about a big number, you know, up to 15 million or something of that sort. Uh, um, but the number is the totality over 20 years or 25 years. It comes to roughly 200 to 500 best case scenario for the city, an insignificant amount. We have numerous incentives already to incentivize developers to build housing units. Take a look at attachment E to the staff report, listing five pages of incentives. Yes, five pages of incentives. The incentives are working even better than expected. We're growing too rapidly, in fact. We'll easily meet our, our, our housing target, and if anything, the city should be exploring ways to slow down the city's overly rapid rate of growth. I'm not against the concept of a TDR program when employed appropriately and at the right time. TDR program for the city is inappropriate at this time. We don't need the further incentives, as I pointed out. That's been three minutes. Okay, let me just wrap up as the prior speaker went a little bit over. The city's doing more, I'm almost done, about three sentences. The city is doing more than its fair share. TDR is appropriate for cities that are not meeting their housing targets, cities that need to incentivize developers. That's not us. Please vote against this TDR program at this time. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Um, so now we are ready for discussion, or uh, we need a motion, right? <laughs> um, I make the motion that we recommend approval of the proposed TDR program as shown in the attachment A. I second that motion. Would you like to speak to your motion? I mean, I'll admit I'm, I'm conflicted about it because I wish there was another mechanism for us to conserve property, you know, farm and forest property in the county, but we don't really have a good mechanism outside of a public vote to garner that kind of money. So I do think it encourages in that way, but also it is a mechanism to get faster housing. I'm, I'm the opposite of some of the public comments. I actually think having more people sooner will help us with some of our other goals of economic development and sidewalks and things like that. Commissioner Brinson. Commissioner Moser really said many of the things I would have said. I mean, I, th I think, yes, it's complicated. And I think sort of managing a TDR program is complicated. But at the same time, I think it's really important. So I am supportive. Um, I will support the motion. And um, I, if in the grant scheme over 20 years, this is enable us to go toward the direction of um, uh, build up the density. Um, so. Okay, thank you. Um, I too um, was conflicted, but I think what ultimately um, swayed me was the, um, the opportunity for the capital improvements and it does seem like a seemingly small amount, uh, amount but I do think that um, uh, we're in a position where um, we need um, all the resources we can get. And since these funds can be matched with other 
grant money, um, I think um, it is a good idea. I think um, the incentives problem, um, uh, you had mentioned that um, you would like our recommendation on whether incentives can be combined or kept separate. And I don't, I mean, we've talked about the problem of the incentives, but I don't know uh, where we are on that. Um, um, yeah, so we, that could just yeah, be a, uh, a topic for the council to discuss and right, ultimately uh, make their recommendation. So, yeah. Do you have a recommendation on if they should be combined or not? Or no? <laughs> uh, no, not at this point. I don't. I... I um, one I want to add on to, um, I, I believe um, we are a small city. We, we, like for the first motion that we just speak of, um, th this is one of other reasons that I would really support to go for uh, TDR because we're a small city to improve the, um, the facilities and the, the infrastructure. It, it, we can benefit from uh, this type of program. So that's just to add on. And for the incentives, I'm actually uh, uh, supporting to add on. Mm -hmm. it, um, it add on the complexity. However, it's not, um, it's not like uh, free for whoever apply. There are works to be done on the application side as well. They, they will also need to go through all the calculations at what makes sense for them. Um, um, this program is there, but we cannot say it will happen. Uh, and uh, it, it, for me, it is a mechanism uh, to allow it to happen. So that, so I, I thought, okay, we add on to uh, the incentives. Thanks. Are there any um, amendments to the main motion? Okay, uh, Ms. Hoxima, um, ask for a vote. Okay, if we're ready for a vote, I am going to um, ask a roll call vote. Um, Commissioner Lynn? Aye. Commissioner Mosier? Aye. Commissioner Brinson? Aye. And Commissioner Pro Tem Chair Callahan? Aye. Thank you. Oh, so that was for four votes, and that is um, then it passed. Thank you. Okay. All right. Um, so that concludes our public hearing. Um, do we have any unfinished business? Do we have any new business? Any reports of committees or commissioner announcements? Um, I, I just have a couple of quick announcements just for the commission. Um, 
So on Monday night, the council adopted a moratorium on transit bus bases and, um, and individual taxi services and these specific land uses. It's a citywide moratorium. Um, moratoriums are in effect for six months unless ex and, and can be extended an additional six months uh, on the condition that the item is studied further. So council directed staff to begin work on studying these two uses and bringing forward to, for the commission to further study and make a recommendation. Uh, really at the crux of it is where these uses are most appropriate and um, in which types of zones. And so just wanted to uh, raise this as a, a forthcoming item that's on your guys's um, work plan now. Um, and so that'll be coming in the near future. I think we're targeting uh, one of the October meetings for a first study session on this topic. Um, and then also in the news, you may have seen that um, the state Supreme Court issued its order denying the uh, Point Wells development application, which is, uh, so Point Wells is in the city's uh, future annexation area, as well as uh, the town of Woodways. And so um, with this denial, uh, the, the application for the urban center that was originally proposed by the developer, BSRE, is officially dead at this point. Um, and so any, any new application that would come in the door, currently to Snohomish County, which is where it's located, would be subject to the current zoning. Or if the area is ultimately annexed by Woodway, or the city of Shoreline would be subject to the current development standards. Uh, as it turns out, because of the 2019 interlocal agreement with Woodway and Shoreline, we have the same zoning currently. Um, so whether it's annexed to Woodway, which they, um, they have first opportunity to annex it, um, or if it's eventually annexed into Shoreline, uh, either way, we have the same, same set of zoning regulations in place on that. Um, so just wanted to um, make you aware of that. And then also the last thing is just to save the date. We're looking at September 7th for the annual planning commission retreat. So that'd be on one of your regular Thursday meeting dates. Uh, however, we'd probably do an early start time again at 5.30. So just wanted to make you aware of that. And that's all I have for tonight. Great, thank you very much. Uh, what is our agenda for the next meeting? Yeah, uh, the next meeting we'll be talking about middle housing. Great. All right, this concludes our, oh, sorry. Um, our city, uh, assistant city attorney has her hand up. I'm, I'm gonna call, I will unmute her. Oh, no. I have the attorney, I just want to um, let you know that the Supreme Court and will be and it's we're not able to BSRE. We're not able to hear under Yeah. Could you get any of that? We couldn't get to that any of that, Julie. You're cutting out. Is it any better? Oh yeah. Yes. 
Okay, great. <laughs> Hold the mic right up to me. Um, I wanted to let you know that the Washington Supreme Court um, made a ruling in the Point Wells Urban Center case. They ruled to deny BSRE's appeal. Um, so the Urban Center is effectively dead. They have no more appeal rights. So that ability to develop at that rate um, no longer exists. Um, we don't know what they're going to do, um, but we do know that Woodway is moving towards annexation. Um, and as Andrew knows, and you know, we develop joint regulations that are similar um, between Woodway and Shoreline to help control that development down there for shoreline impacts and stuff. So I just wanted to let you know that after almost a decade or more, the urban center is now gone. Thank you, Ms. Ainsworth-Taylor. Uh, so I think that concludes our meeting. We are adjourned. <laughs>